Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to episode 22 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. And today we'll be going over the WNBA games and the NBA games round two or game two of the first round in the playoffs. So that'll be very thrilling and exciting to hear. Um, Pops, anything to say before we get started? Yeah, let's maybe try something a little bit different today. Let's start off with our hot takes from the previous day. You want to know what's funny? I had the same thing written down. Good. And we don't talk before this, just letting you guys know. So my hot take <laughs> from yesterday was I was pretty bad in my predictions. <laughs> That's my hot take. Any, um, some, some, some wild games. Um, I, I, I was personally surprised that Portland was able to beat the Lakers. I did not yeah. expect that. Um, I don't think anybody did. And I think it's very telling that Portland, after being ahead, there was a tied game, and the Lakers then took the lead with about five, six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, but yet Portland didn't flinch at all and turned around and came back and, and won that game. I, right, I the don't know. Seri- the series of the Hassan Whiteside block on LeBron to the Dame Dalla logo three. Amazing. <laughs> and how the Magic beat the Bucks yesterday. And how that was the first time since 2002-2003 season that both the number eight seeds in both conferences beat the number one seed in the first in the first game. Pretty amazing. Very. So that was interesting. From the WNBA, like we said, the uh, Sky Aces game, that was a really good game. 84-82 Sky. And then the other games, just straight blowouts, like we both pretty much said. <laughs> so, Of all the eight NBA series, from an odds perspective, the closest series is projected to be, by far, the Lakers-Blazers. It's pretty unbelievable. And what about that Rockets Thunder game, though? I was shocked at how well the Rockets played. Me too. Um, that was the most shocking game for me. I know, for full transparency, I said the Thunder were my favorite play yesterday, and that, <laughs> that went up in flames. So, um, ironically enough, that Rockets Thunder game series is projected to be the second closest series um, moving forward. Then you have Denver and Utah. So, um, obviously, the Thunder are projected to win at least a game or two. Otherwise, the (laughs) the series price wouldn't be so so low. Um, You know, game twos are always about adjustments. And, you know, that's going to be prevalent today as we get back into the NBA. But let me ask you this real quick while we're on the NBA kick. Yeah. Who's, who's, I still think the Lakers will beat the Blazers. Yes, I agree. Who's playing better right now than Dame Dollar? Nobody. Okay. Honestly, he's just in that mode. Next question. LeBron James is in conversations of being the GOAT. So he's, a lot of people compare his career to to Michael Jordan's career. And I realize you're not old enough to to really know too much about Michael Jordan, even though you watch the, the documentary and whatnot. Yeah. But... 
should LeBron be in the GOAT conversation if for some reason they the Lakers lose in the first round? Well, I know that that's like a really hot and big topic right now. And in my opinion, I think it would be very close because he's very, I mean, he made history last night. I mean, he makes history just about every time he plays. But he, if he loses, I don't know. I still think that he could be in it. I still think that MJ would be the GOAT, though. Okay. If LeBron loses in the first series here against the Blazers, even if he keeps up putting up big stats, it comes down to winning. And if the Lakers lose in round one, he's no. I just don't see how he could be the GOAT. There's no way. Yeah. So that's my opinion. I still opinion. think MJ. So. Okay. Yeah, I do know that that's a big thing right now, though. <laughs> so now let's get started with the WNBA games today. So first off, I think it's hilarious how it was episode 22 and there's only it's only a 22-game season. I just had to say that because I thought that was pretty funny. Okay, starting off, the Atlanta Dream, who are 2-9, and nine, Versus the Washington Mystics, who are three and seven. Washington opened up as a six and a half point favorite, currently at uh, uh, minus seven, so it's a little bit swinging towards the Washington side. Total opened up at one hundred and sixty and a half, and is pretty much staying right there. Um, interesting, tough game. Both these teams, um, numerically, meaning from a number standpoint. Um, are fairly similar fairly similar yeah right the dream have an eight game losing streak and the mystics have a seven game losing streak there you go i i i see that washington is obviously really banged up yeah um the dream have been struggling not only in their losing streak but they haven't been able to cover any games too from a point spread standpoint they've been just been getting drilled their last three games uh, they lost by 37, 16, and 25. I don't know if you guys saw that Seattle score last night, but holy mackerel, <laughs> they absolutely destroyed them. So Yeah, 105-64. Um, and Atlanta's, they're not playing really very well. So I'm also a little bit nervous. I, I lean Washington because they also, they, they've lost... Uh, several games in a row themselves Seven. and this would be and and they've also during this losing streak they've actually they too have lost every single game against the spread so uh washington is the team where whatever the game outcome has been it's also been the same from an against the spread standpoint i like washington here okay well for the dream is their fifth straight lot uh five straight games with the 10 plus point blowout i mean that's pretty crazy because then that goes all the way back to the 93 92 score so i don't know both of these teams aren't playing very well whatsoever for the dream the only person that i could really say is glory johnson she's 5600 um for three straight games she's get she's getting 20 plus minutes so because of that she would be my only sleeper in this game in the for the dream and for the mystics ariel atkins is playing really well right now she's 8700 for the past three to four games she's been their star player emma meesman's starting to struggle right now i think that she 
for the first couple games, she was carrying the Mystics on her back, and now she's starting to, like, let go. I don't want to say she's, like, going away and, like, quitting, but she's struggling right now. So, because she is, Ariel Atkins is stepping up, and I like her. She's 8,700. Obviously, Kiara Leslie is questionable again. I highly doubt she is going to play. Um, for the Dream, going back to them, I think they're really struggling not having Kennedy Carter right now. Um, I agree there. Courtney Williams, yes, she's a great player, but she's not stepping up to what Carter did. She's Yes, she's getting like around 15 points a game, but I mean, Kennedy Carter was averaging like 30 in like four games. So because of that, they're really missing her right now when it comes to the points. So nothing too much on the DraftKings side of this game. All right, let's turn that page. Sounds good. Minnesota, Dallas. Minnesota opened up five and a half point favorite. Total opened up 156 is staying steady. Um, no surprise here. I like Dallas. And I'm going to tell you why. Dallas, that was a beautiful win they had against the Mercury in their last game. Before that, they lost by 18 against Seattle. And hey, honestly, 18 points isn't bad right now when you're playing against Seattle. Seattle no. Connecticut, they're a little resurgent team. They only lost by four. Otherwise, they're in all their games. All their games, for the most part, they're, they're right there. Even against the Storm, um, where they lost by 18, that was a 14-point spread. So it's not like they got blew out uh, like that crazily. Crazily. How about that one? <laughs> um, Minnesota, I'm really starting to like this team. I am. Uh, they're coming off a 30-point beating of New York, which that's what everybody does. Um, but my concern here is I know Sabali's out. I and know, Mariah Jefferson. I know that's going to be tough for Dallas. But at the same time, they have pieces. They just choose not to play them from a rotation standpoint. <laughs> Maybe in some way that'll help some of these bigs on Dallas, knowing that minutes are going to come. And now here's their opportunity. And, you know, the Lynx, obviously Sylvia Fowles isn't going to be playing. So if there's ever a time to face them without your so-called starting bigs, now might be the time. Um uh, I got to give Dallas a lot of credit. Plus, they opened up at that crazy five and a half number that everyone should know by now that I'm always <laughs> interested in. So I, I do like Dallas. I, I have a small play on Dallas. Well, for Dallas, you want to know who's playing well? Marina Mabry. She's 6,700. And, man, she's been doing, like, some big things in the last couple games. Um, so I feel like she's really stepping up. I know, I'm pretty sure this is Sabali's second game being out. So, I do see Isabel Harrison up all the way to 7,100. As much, I'm, she's going to be the starter, most likely. But, Kayla Thornton at 6,500, she's been getting a decent amount of minutes. And another one that's been playing really well is Katie Lou Samuelson. She's like a small forward, and she's 6,200. And in my opinion, I think Marina Mabry and Katie Samuelson, Katie Lou Samuelson could be sisters, honestly. They, like, are the same player. So, with both of the, both of them are playing well. I think that with Mariah Jefferson being out, usually she is a starter. And I feel like that opens up a couple of spots for Tyasha Harris, Katie Lou Samuelson. Um, so, I feel like 
in some ways, it's good for these two players to be out. Um, from the Lynx standpoint, Crystal Dangerfield, she's 8,100. She's unbelievable. She's been going crazy. My opinion, so far, she should be Rookie of the Year. She's been playing amazing. What is your take on her? Uh, I actually completely agree with you. And I think that's part of the reason why I like the Lynx. Um, they just go about their business. Yeah. And, you know, the statistically, their defense is the best that part of the game that's going to the, in this matchup today. Um, and so, again, back to, to, to your, your statement of Dangerfield being Rookie of the Year. I 100% agree with you. Quite honestly, I cracked a smile when I heard that. <laughs> well, from the Lynx at the beginning of the year, honestly, I didn't think they were going to do much. I thought they were going to finish in the middle. I didn't think they had too many great pieces. But, I mean, like, right now, they're probably one of the best teams, like, playing as an actual team. Not just, like, one player doing it all. I agree. So... By the way, Dallas is four and seven, and the Minnesota Lynx are seven and three. So we'll see how this game goes. Let's flip the page on that. <clears throat> what a game coming up! Definitely the highlight game. For sure. Uh, you got the the Phoenix Mercury, the LA Sparks. LA opened up six and a half point favorite. That line's actually dropped. It's now five and a half. Um, and then from a total standpoint, opened up one sixty seven and a half. It's up to one sixty eight. Proud game here, two Western Conference stalwarts. Um, they know each other really well. Yeah. From a trends standpoint, trends are where um, you find stats on outcomes of both games straight up and against the spread. Uh, lately in this matchup, uh, the the Sparks have definitely been getting the best of the Mercury. Yeah, in the first game, in the very first game of the season, they played each other, and the Sparks won ninety nine seventy six. See, there you go. And, and I know that um, against each other, uh, you know, the Sparks are 6-1 and one against the point spread um, uh, against Phoenix. Um, and I know that overall Mercury are 4-10 and 10 against the spread in the last 14 minutes against each other. So that's relevant. Trends are only relevant to me when it's the same pieces. Obviously, the pandemic also changes some things because we're talking about neutral court games. Uh, but either way, what can't be uh, what can't be dismissed is how LA is playing currently. Um, they've covered six straight games. Um, all but one have come as the listed favorite, and all of those have come in about the at this price that they currently are or bigger. So what I'm saying is the Sparks are accustomed to being this type of favorite, and they still go ahead and finish the game the, the, in, the, in the right way and end up covering the spread so these teams aren't backdoor covering against them. Um, that's a lot of verbiage I gave out here. I <laughs> like the Sparks. I'm a little confused as to why this line's come down. Maybe Tarasi is going to play in this game, and that's why the odds have tipped a little bit. Um, I know originally she was questionable. Tati's giving me the thumbs up, so she must know something I don't. Yeah, she's playing tonight. Okay, well then I like the Sparks even more. <laughs> well, for the Mercury, everybody knows they're coming off of the loss to the Wings. And I feel like, I don't want to say they're going to have a chip on their shoulder, but they're going to be frustrated from the loss. To And, you know, in my opinion, Brittany Griner, Skylar Diggins, Smith, 
Diana Taurasi, they're all competitors. And with them coming off of a loss, I don't know. I feel like they're going to come out very fired up to play. Um, for the Sparks, they're on a four-game winning streak, so they've been playing very well. Um, I feel like they're starting – I don't want to say they're starting to get to getting to know each other and how they play because it seemed like that at the beginning of the year. <laughs> but they're playing very well together behind the, um, behind the Minnesota Lynx. Um, starting off with the Sparks, Brittany Sykes, she's 6,800. She was quiet at the beginning of the season, but she's starting to do what she did at Atlanta. And she's starting to like get in the hang of how the Sparks play, like with Candace Parker, Parker and NECA. So she's starting to play well. Tia Cooper, 5,100, their rookie. I feel like this is a very good rookie class right now. Don't you agree? Yeah, I think kind so. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I don't know if I'd go past that yet. Okay. Well, she's playing really well, 15 points uh, for three straight games. So she's been playing well for the Mercury. I feel like they're an all-rounded team. It's like one player steps up each time. Um, Bria Hartley at 8,200. She's been decent. I don't really think there's a player that's been consistent besides Brittany Griner on the Phoenix on the Mercury team, but she is 11,400. So, for the Mercury, I don't have a big sleeper cuz nobody's very consistent. Okay. So, that's all I have on the WNBA. Anything else to wrap that up? No, let's see you take down one of those slates tonight, though. Yeah, right? Okay. I need it. <laughs> Flipping the page. We're going to go hot, quick, quick takes on the NBA. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and get out of here. we got a busy afternoon ahead of us. Um, so let's get to work. Uh, remember, Game 2s and seri- NBA playoffs, uh, zigzag theory. Okay. Usually what happens in game one doesn't happen in game two, and it's about adjustment. So with that said, Toronto Tornado Raptors, Raptors, Tati, or the Brooklyn Nets? (laughs) I'm going to go with the Nets tonight, today. I keep forgetting. This game's at 1030 this morning. (laughs) Um, I'm going with the Nets. Are you feeling okay? Yes, I think so. Okay. (laughs) What about you? Uh, I, I like Toronto. I, I think that uh, there's no way Nick Nurse isn't going to have this team ready to go. Just thinking he's going to find a way to motivate them. Uh, yeah, I like I like Toronto. Yeah. Next game, Nuggets Jazz. You go first on this one. So I know everyone's talking about the 57 points for Donovan Spider Mitchell, and I really want to take Utah. Because I'm not, I'm just, I'm not a believer in this Nuggets team. <laughs> oh, man. I got to go Denver. You know, Denver, they're playing very well together. And one that stood out in this last game was Monte Morris. He played 29 minutes and got 14 points. He's only 3,700. You know what? Teams. That's a player that I actually do enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think he's criminally underrated. I I agree, as well as he's like another Jordan Clarkson almost. Okay. But I, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Jazz to disagree with you. Okay. Next up. But Celt- I feel like that's a good that's a good series. Okay. It, go I mean, I hope so. Celtics, Sixers. I'm going with the Celtics. 
I mean, they, they've been playing. They've been very exciting to watch. My favorite play today. Let's hope they don't pull a thunder. <laughs> I love the Celtics today. I think, I think the closest game in this series was what happened in game one. I think Boston shows out today. I think they win by double digits. Okay. Well, Alec Burks for the 76ers. Pops has been on him since last year when he was with the Jazz. But um, in this last game, he had 28 minutes, 18 points. He's only 4,600 in DraftKings. I know go. who you'd be taking. That's right. <laughs> Good job finding those little gems in the crowd. Last game, Clippers, Mavericks. I'll take the Clippers, but... But I like the Clippers in game one. I don't like the Clippers in game two. I just feel like this is going to be the makeup game from the official standpoints towards <laughs> Porzingis and the Mavericks organization. Mark Cuban's going to make sure of that. Um, I lean the Clippers, but I think it's going to be a really, really, really close game. Well, somehow we agreed on this because I have the Clippers as well. I feel like... The, the a couple of these games are going to be a little bit closer than what they were last time or than what they were the other night because all of them were eight plus point right. wins. Two I feel o- like they're going to be closer today. There you go. Two other quick things for me. Last night, Dana White Contender Series. If oh, you don't know about this so MMA exciting. show, well, then you need to go look it up. So again, I'll say it for you guys. Dana White Contender Series. On ESPN. It's essentially, it's like a, a feeder program for the UFC where they have fights, uh, uh, play fighters that most people don't know anything about. And then if they do well enough and they impress the, the president, Dana White, then they're, they're given a contract on the spot. So it's UFC, it's MMA's version of reality TV. Um, <laughs> and so it's some great stories. There were some great stories from last night, so we're Very excited to see so. those fighters uh, compete now in the UFC, and literally their lives change right before you. So as we approach the NBA draft lottery, and this is a way from MMA's standpoint of doing that. And then number two, the golf playoffs start this week. It starts tomorrow, and so that's going to be a lot of fun watching Every uh, these tournaments. And just so you know, watch out for Jim Herman. Talk to you. Thank you for your time. I'm going to let you have the floor. Sounds good. Well, by the way, one of my favorite things from the container series last night, because I watched it with Pops, um, there was this girl on there. I'm pretty sure her name was like Cheyenne. And she was like a gangster out there. It was hilarious. She called herself a gangster afterwards, too. She ended up getting um, a contract, and that was super cool. She started, like, tearing up and everything. And I think it's just so awesome how we get to watch these fighters, and then they just get a contract, and it changes their whole lives. So I feel like that's very amazing, and I'm very happy for them. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in to episode 22. And I feel like I'm so excited to continue on this podcast. I feel like I I feel like we're both doing Pops and I are both doing a great job. I hope the audience loves this. If you have any feedback because we love it, please uh, reach out to me at, on my Instagram at Tati Harness or in the comments below. So thank you guys all again. That wraps up episode 22 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.